What's up, everybody? How's it going? Um, hopefully you had a nice week. Uh, just wanted to uh, quickly apologize for the late drop. Um, I had a night class. Oh, well, I signed up for a night class on Tuesday. And on the schedule, it said it only goes to 8.50 with a lab till 9.50. And, you know, I might be wrong, but I thought you didn't have to always attend each lab. Or, you know... I thought all labs weren't necessarily mandatory, if that makes sense, so I was kind of just expecting to dip out, especially on the first day of class, you know, I'm not really expecting to stay the whole time, like, what do we really have to stay the whole time for in a computer information tech class, you know, like, if we're not actually going to be using the computer, like, what are, what are we here for? This thing was talking about Burning Man and, like, how there's a whole other world out there and it's like bro what does it have to do with the computer man like i appreciate it but like can you teach bro so the spring semester started again and dreadfully i have a 9 a.m math class and in my class there's this black girl and her name is something so ignorant it's like laquanisha or something like you know no exaggeration. I'm not trying to be funny right now. Her name's really like Laquanisha or some something that's like, how the fuck did your mom think of some shit like this? And my thing is, you can't get mad at the teacher for not knowing how the fuck to say Laquanisha properly. She's a 43-year-old white woman. I haven't, I'm not even sure if I'm saying Laquanisha properly. Like, who the fuck names a, a child Lock, Laquan? Like, I can't even continuously say that shit three times, bruh. Like, like, I don't know about the rest of y'all, but that happens to me, like, every semester. There's at least one person in one of my classes that's like, how the fuck did your mom come up with these names? Like, did she just, like, combine all your auntie's names? Or, like, it might be a dude, and it's like, did she just combine two of your uncle's names? Or, like, what the fuck was going through her mind to where she was like, yep. Jaquanisha, that's the one. I mean, like, I know it's their parents, it's their own parents' prerogative, you know, to name them whatever the fuck they feel, but, like, how do they feel like, you know, those names are just the one, like, I mean, I don't have a kid, so, you know, but, you know, when I do have a kid, I want a junior, and, like, I want that to go down to at least, like, the 19th, you know? Like, dead ass. I want there to be a Travel Boucher done the 19th in, like, 30, 27. You know what I mean? Like, I need that nigga to be lit. I need him to be out here making moves. Power moves. Anyways, um... Have you guys seen the movie Bright? I think that's a... I I always like to go on Twitter and, you know, see what people are bashing and actually give it a shot and see if it's just people fucking hating on Twitter or if it's, like, actually a really trash movie. Actually, I won't say I always like to do that, but since I've started the podcast, it's something I've been trying to do recently just to, you know, have more shit to talk about and everything like that. I realized after starting the podcast, I have to care about a lot more shit in order to... Well, not necessarily really care, but I actually have to develop an opinion on a lot of shit, so 
I can actually have some shit to discuss instead of, you know, just lollygagging and half-assing this podcast, which is not something I really want to do, you know? But anyways, back to the movie, right? I thought it was a really good movie, you know, before it came out, even, like, before it came out, I was watching the trailer and everything, and I thought it was going to be dope, and then I went on Twitter, and then I seen that it had, um, somebody, like, tweeted the ratings of it, and I was like, damn, bro, it's like that? But then I seen somebody quote tweeted and it said, you know, one of the reasons people keep giving it a thumbs down and everything like that is because the movie addresses a lot of racially sensitive issues. And in a way, it really does. And it it really dives into it, but it uses mythical creatures as substitutes for some of the races. And it sort of just blends in the humans as one race which we sort of should kind of do. I mean, I feel like that would necessarily be a positive. Even though, I mean, we can't do that until, you know, black people started to get treated and people of color just started to be treated in a whole different light. But if that was to happen, you know, then we could work towards something like with the orcs and you gotta watch the movie to really understand what I'm talking about. I, what I said kind of doesn't make sense if you haven't seen the movie, but you understand if you've seen the movie how the humans are all one race in the movie, and the orcs and the other mythical creatures are all something else in the movie, and there's a conflict between the way the humans feel about the orc being on the force. And I feel like it could be almost comparable to the first time a black cop was on the force for example and i feel like that's why a lot of people were bashing the movie but i think it's a good movie lots of action it's a lots of depth and there's going to be a netflix already confirmed there's going to be a part two so i think that's pretty cool as well yo speaking of netflix how you motherfuckers in narcos i think that show is pretty tight fucking i'm on season three now and now they're about to focus on the Cali cartel They just killed my boy Pablo. Spoiler alert for those of you who haven't seen it. Um, I think the way that... for I don't know the full real-life details of the situation, you know, but I know that the show is based off of real life. But, you know, of course, some of the shit gets fabricated. So I'm just going to speak for the show, not necessarily real life. So... If you fucking know the real life shit, don't fucking come correcting me, because I'm talking about the show, not motherfucking real life. There's your disclaimer. Alright, so, in the show, bro, I think it's crazy how fucking the government is so against Pablo that they just allow Los Pepes to fucking kill all kinds of niggas in Medellin, and just around Medellin, or just close to Pablo, wherever they might think Pablo is, Los Pepes is like, oh, he's over there? We finna pull up and just annihilate everybody. Oh, he wasn't there? Damn, bruh, my bad. They dead, though, huh? It's low-key aggravating when somebody calls me when I'm recording, because, like, motherfuckers don't ever call me ever. Like, ever. (laughs) But a motherfucker gonna call me when I'm recording. But anyways, as I was saying, Los Pepes will just pull up and kill everything in fucking vicinity and then be like, oh, they dead, right? He wasn't there? All right, well, let's keep looking for this nigga. And then the government's just like, oh, we don't know who Los Pepes is. Um, yeah. Yeah, we have no idea who they are, what they're doing. Uh, we're, we're just trying to get Pablo. 
that's like that's basically the message the government kept putting out and you know this is part of the reason why i feel like el chapo is such a real nigga and i feel like he low-key ran a better organization than pablo simply because for i'll use his show as well i don't you know i don't know all the details about his real life but you know same thing as i said before the show is based off real life but you know of course some of the shit is fabricated but how the whole government is against pablo in his show it's fucking the complete opposite for el chapo nigga he bought judges he bought cops this nigga has the army he has the navy like there is no fucking with this nigga in his in his show like at all i mean he's he goes to war a few times but he wins pimp like you can definitely see the that he learned from you know watching pablo and he uh he met pablo of i mean in real life i'm sure you know these niggas met knew each other a bit but like in the show he actually meets pablo and like Pablo's still Don Pablo at that time, you know what I mean? He's still that nigga at that time. But El Chapo's, you know, he's trying to get into it. And then Don Pablo allows him to... Oh, wait, no, no, no. If I'm not mistaken, Don Pablo tells him that it's he'll allow him to move the coke if he can get the coke over the border in 48 hours like, uh, like El Chapo said he would. And that nigga did it. And that's how he got to become a boss. But anyways, that's that's not important. I was the main point I was trying to make is I think he ran a better criminal organization simply because he got to learn from all the mistakes that Pablo was making and he also had the government on his side. I think the biggest mistake Pablo was making in the show is was he was he was killing too many fucking people, bro. Like he he was in charge and things were going smooth. And if something wasn't going in that nigga's way, he was a brutal assassin. And I respect that in a way, you know what I mean? But at the same time, killing all those people is just bad for business, bruh. On the opposing end, you know what I mean? Like, like I said, I just started season three. The Cali cartel is like, bruh, we only getting in war if we got to. Like, we only killing people if we got to. Like, let's push this coat. Let's push this weed. Like, let's push everything, actually. You feel me? Let's get everything across the border. But let's do it smoothly without having to kill anybody. Well, publicly kill anybody. Let's kill these niggas and make them disappear. Pablo was like, I'm going to kill you and put you in the fucking middle of the city with a sign on you, nigga. Like, Pablo killed you. I mean, that's not really what they was doing. But niggas knew that he had... Or nigga knew he had, he would have beef with Pablo and then he would end up dead a few days later. And it's like who the fuck y'all think killed him you know what i mean you know although it seemed like el chapo learned a lot of shit from pablo it still seems like it's always the same um you know same issues and problems that bring a drug organization or you know a cartel down you know that violence brings too much attention and then when there's too much attention there's too many questions and then when there's questions that are unanswered people get arrested and i think it's kind of just that simple like if a nigga could start a drug organization without having to kill anyone and like was just purely about getting money and like if somebody got jealous he he like just did something other than violence that nigga would never be found i'm sure there's a nigga out there who nobody knows about who's 
when it's like doing exactly what I just said though like he just refuses to engage in violence or like refuses to show his face but still live like a fucking king or however he chooses to live you know but anyways speaking of living like a king shit this nigga John Gruden got 10 years for 100 million dollars god damn like he ain't coached in 10 years but he got a 10 year 100 million dollar contract if that ain't fucking whew. the Raiders have to win a Super Bowl now like there's no if ands or buts about it they gotta go to the Super Bowl in at least two years second year in Vegas they gotta be in the Super Bowl I, I, I don't even want to hear an excuse that'll be his third year and he'll have his own team his, his own full system all the way in place though I've already been in Vegas so there'll have been no excuse for the relocation so I, I think if they're not in the Super Bowl in three years it, it was it was a waste and if they don't win at least two championships in in this 10 years uh two's low-key hard I'm gonna say if they don't win at least one and go to two then I think it, they shouldn't have paid him that much money but my thing is if John Gruden is making 10 million a year how much does Bill Belichick get paid like I know he's currently under contract but when he goes in for renegotiation bruh you can't tell me he doesn't deserve at least one and a half times what John Gruden is getting paid. He has five Super Bowls. And by the end of this year, he might have six Super Bowls. How many does John Gruden have? One? Like, bruh. He's about to, he can get paid something outrageous. And Pete Carroll's about to be a, uh, he's about to get a new contract. He's already at eight million. So if John Gruden... He might have he might have started something bad, bro. Because if John Gruden's gonna get ten, I'd I'd pay Pete before I pay John Gruden ten. So if he's already getting ten, I think they're gonna have to give Pete like ten and a half. You know what I mean? Eleven. You gotta you gotta give him something on top of that. He I think he's on top of John Gruden. He's been to two Super Bowls, and he. Uh, uh, I was gonna say I mean he should have two, but he's high key the reason they don't have two. So we can't even we're not even gonna go there uh while we're still on football though oh man i didn't even see these highlights and i in a way i somewhat i kind of just refused to watch it when i checked the score of the chiefs and titans game it was 21 to 3 the chiefs so i thought that you know i thought that playoff game was over when I get off work and I look at my phone and I check the scores again, it shows me that the Chiefs lost 22 to 21. I need a full, like a full explanation of somebody to like tell me what the fuck happened. Like, what in the fuck happened? That makes absolutely no sense to me. How you blow an 18 point lead after halftime in the playoffs? run the fucking ball, like, what the fuck, just, just what the fuck, like, Andy Reid, what is going on, like, what is, like, what is wrong with his time, how do you continuously have time management, to, like, how are you continuously this bad at time management, 
when like one of the only knocks on you is time management how do you refuse to improve your time management that makes absolutely no sense to me when you only have a few knocks on you as a coach you know that baffles me because like the biggest knock on his career has been like he's a bad time manager and his time management skills he's just unaware of the clock and shit like that you know and how like have you not done something like hire somebody to be like hey you know maybe it'd be best if we call the timeout right here or just like something like do something to show you're working on it and the one shot that you had to it it like it's hard to i feel like it's hard to fuck that up man like run all you got to do is just run the ball down their throat stay in bounds if you want to pass stay in bounds short passes walk up to the line like i don't understand what is so hard of, like about managing the clock and making sure you're using as much time as possible eh, that's enough football for the pod um you know I'm sure by now everybody's seen the LeVar Ball news and, you know, I personally don't really tolerate the LeVar Ball slander, but if you haven't seen, he said people don't really want to play for Luke Walton and he's kind of lost the team. And I would say, you know, yeah, it's wrong. He shouldn't really be going out there and saying that. But at the same time, he's not all the way wrong. You know, if a team goes on a 10-game losing streak or they lose 10 out of their last 13 games, you would say something's wrong, wouldn't you? And if the team has a meeting, you know, players and coaches have a meeting to, you know, discuss what's going on, you would also be like, hmm, you know. But... At the same time, he still shouldn't have went public, even if that is the way that they feel about it, or even if that's what Lonzo told him, because even if he didn't have a conversation with Lonzo at all, or like Lonzo had nothing to do with him saying that, people are going to off tops assume that Lonzo feels that Luke Walton's too soft or something like that because that's what LeVar is saying and Lonzo just says oh you know that's my dad and that's his opinion you know I get the fact that that's his dad and he was raised a certain way you know you can't really question your parents what your parents say goes you can't just be like nah you're wrong and I get that you know I feel like most people are raised in a certain kind of way like that maybe not to the degree that he is I feel like you know if at a certain age when you you get to a certain age where you could you know have a conversation with your parent and it's not just like hey do this do this and do this and I'm sure it's not like that for them like the public tries to make it seem but I feel like the way that he was raised LeVar I'm talking about not Lonzo LeVar said he was raised in a way that same way like he can't question his dad or you know just be respectful what your dad said said goes and I don't necessarily disagree with that if your dad's a dad you know and like but my thing is I feel like he can't apply that same sort of logic because I don't think LeVar's dad was saying things in the public that could necessarily affect LeVar's personal training career 
and I'm not even saying that in any sort of like derogatory manner like being a personal trainer could be tight as fuck I just mean like I don't think he was out there saying things like LeVar does steroids or you know just whatever that could tarnish a, a personal trainer's career rather than like saying shit like LeVar is saying how the coach is soft and they need to be coaching my boy better and he needs to be in for the fourth quarter and shit like that it's like ah like I su- I'm a full like fledged supporter of LeVar simply because like like I said I don't I think I deleted that part to re-record it but I don't have nobody like that in my life you know what I mean so that supports that's been there like your whole life that supports you through all the shit that you do that's just pushing you to be the best person that you could be and he's your biggest hype man he takes all the shots for you like he just wants you to be the best that you can be and he's gonna put you in any position that he can or he's gonna help you get in any position that he can in any way that he can to help you succeed like man if I had a nigga like that in my corner shit like, I think that's honestly the, probably the biggest reason I support him so much, because, fuck. But I also don't like the fact that people try to make it seem like him being that supportive and involved in his kid's life are a terrible thing. We can, like, go back in history through all the white families, European families, any family you want to go through about how controlling they were over their kids' lives... And I don't think people thought it was a problem then. You know, and now he's on this team in Lithuania. They didn't really have their own facility. Um, they were having some financial trouble. Um, they weren't really selling many tickets. They're, it's in a village of only like 10,000 people. And uh, LeVar's seen that as an opportunity. And I fully fucking respect everything that he's doing in Lithuania. He pulled that team out of the league that they were in. And now they're in a they're gonna play a, a five game exhibition tournament, or it might just be five exhibition games, but it's sponsored by the Big Baller brand, so it's called the Big Baller Games. You know, I get the fact that that's his dad, and he was raised a certain way. You know, you can't really question your parents. What your parents say goes. You can't just be like, nah, you're wrong, and. I get that, you know, I feel like most people are raised in a certain kind of way like that. Maybe not to the degree that he is. I feel like, you know, if at a certain age, when you, you get to a certain age where you could, you know, have a conversation with your parent and it's not just like, hey, do this, do this and do this. And I'm sure it's not like that for them, like the public tries to make it seem. But I feel like the way that he was raised, LeVar, I'm talking about, not Lonzo. LeVar said he was raised in a way, that same way. Like, he can't question his dad or, you know, just be respectful what your dad said said goes. And I don't necessarily disagree with that if your dad's a dad, you know. And, like, but my thing is, I feel like he can't apply that same sort of logic because I don't think LeVar's dad was saying things in the public that could necessarily affect LeVar's personal training career. And I'm not even saying that in any sort of, like, derogatory manner. Like, being a personal trainer could be tight as fuck. I just mean, like, I don't think he was out there saying things like LeVar does steroids or, you know, just whatever that could tarnish a a personal trainer's career rather than, like, saying shit like 
LaVar is saying how the coach is soft and they need to be coaching my boy better and he needs to be in for the fourth quarter and shit like that. It's like, ah, like, I'm a full, like, fledged supporter of LaVar simply because, like, like I said, I don't, I think I deleted that part to re-record it, but I don't have nobody like that in my life, you know what I mean? So, that supports, that's been there, like, your whole life, that supports you through all the shit that you do, that's just pushing you to be the best person that you could be, and he's your biggest hype man, he takes all the shots for you, like, he just wants you to be the best that you can be, and he's going to put you in any position that he can, or he's going to help you get in any position that he can, in any way that he can, to help you succeed, like, man, if I had a nigga like that in my corner, shit, like, I think that's honestly the, probably the biggest reason I support him so much, because, fuck, but I also don't like the fact that people try to make it seem like him being that supportive and involved in his kid's life are a terrible thing, we can, like, go back in history through all the white families, European families, any family you want to go through about how controlling they were over their kids' lives. And I don't think people thought it was a problem then. You know, and now he's on this team in Lithuania. They didn't really have their own facility. Um, they were having some financial trouble. Um, they weren't really selling many tickets. They're, it's in a village of only like 10,000 people. And... Uh, LeVar seen that as an opportunity. And I fully fucking respect everything that he's doing in Lithuania. He pulled that team out of the league that they were in. And now they're in a, they're going to play a a five game exhibition tournament, or it might just be five exhibition games, but it's sponsored by the big baller brand. So it's called the big baller games. You know, not only are the games sponsored by the Big Baller brand, they also live stream it on Facebook. And, you know, I already knew that LeVar and Facebook partnered for that show, but I still think it was a good idea for Facebook to get behind the Big Baller brand and to help it become more of a global brand rather than just a American domestic brand, you know? Leangelo and Melo going over there and building their brand and building the overall big baller brand in general and, you know, potentially becoming stars. I think that can lead to the big baller brand really becoming one of the high powered sports brands in the world. Stay with me, though. This is only now if Leangelo and Lamelo continue to grow in their own right. I think they'll end up being big ass stars in Lithuania, you know? But I don't think that's necessarily the goal. I think if Lonzo continues to grow as well, and not even to necessarily what people thought he was going to be, I don't think he'll end up being Jason Kidd, you know, but I think he can grow to be an all-star point guard and an all-star point guard in his own brand of shoes. That's definitely marketable and that'll definitely sell somewhere along with uh, Lamelo and Leangelo building their own name and they're building the brand in the big bowler games because I, I definitely think that's a good thing and I definitely think that's going to continue to develop. There's no way that they're only going to do five games and that's going to be it, especially with 120,000 people in America watching them play in Lithuania. I, I think that's substantial numbers, bro. I think the next big bowler games, it'll be 
in the upper division how they are, and I think they'll play more than five games, maybe in a few months or so. Although the Lithuanian team did say they were returning back to their normal league next year, I doubt that that's actually happening. I think that when they see the success from joining the big baller games and the amount of revenue that it's actually generating for their not only their team but for Facebook and for everyone actually involved, they'll continue to actually look for more teams to play that are in the 18 to 21 year old league upper division instead of going back to the lower uh, level playing older people. Like I said, man, I think this is a hell of, a hell of an opportunity for uh, LeVar and the big baller brand to really just be a high-powered brand in sports if this all turns out well. It doesn't even have to turn out super well. Honestly, if it just keeps going the way it's going, I think the big baller brand will end up being one of the bigger brands in the world. Last but not least, man, we had to talk about the coolest monkey in the jungle hoodie. <laughs> I said we like there's another nigga on the podcast, but you know, I'm including y'all in a part of this. This is a group discussion. Here for the interaction. Let me know how y'all feel about it. <sighs> My thing is, there's no way companies are this naive, you know, about image and perception, just the way things are going to look. There's no way a company as big as H&M is that naive. And you can't tell me that no one overseeing the project didn't think that this was at least a little bit racist. Like, at least a little, like, not even a tad bit. There was no one that was like, ah, guys, I don't know. And then for H&M to come out in their apology and act like they have no idea who did it or what happened. And it's like, Why'd you even design a coolest monkey in the jungle hoodie in the first place? Like, who designed it? Like, why? How did it even get put out? There's way too many people that have to approve it to go on Instagram before it goes on Twitter, before it goes on Facebook, <coughs> before the poster is put up in the store. There's so many people that have to see it before this process happens, and they still went through with it. Yet, they made it seem like in their apology they didn't want to come off as racist and they had no idea that 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 wasn't their intention and it's like i can't i can't accept that simply because what other races compared to monkeys none there's no other race that they call monkeys there's no other race that they say looks like monkeys nothing they people say that humans evolutionized from monkeys but in a insulting manner there's no people don't call any other race monkeys so you can't tell me that this wasn't an intentional racist ad like i just i can't accept it but at the same time nigga told me that kid got seven million dollars she nigga Y'all lying if y'all think y'all mama wouldn't have y'all out there in the coolest monkey in the jungle hoodie for seven mil. She. Nigga, my mama would have had me, her, and my sister out there in the coolest monkey in the jungle hoodie for seven mil. In matching colors. Or in rainbow colors. Wherever motherfucking colors H&M wanted, my mama would have had us out there, nigga. For seven mil? Psh. Boy, stop it. 
So this week, I asked the question to the females, you know, what's the worst thing a guy can do during the whole talking, pre-dating, you know, just the whole courtship phase? When, you know, you guys are feeling each other out, you guys aren't sure if you're going to date or, you know, you guys aren't sure yet. You know, you, you're just getting to know each other. And what's the worst thing the guy could do at that time? And besides, like, you know, some of the obvious ones that I would have just assumed, you know, just that a lot of women don't like are, you know, sending dick pics and, you know, asking for pics too early. Um, so I got two pretty common responses. And so the first one was communication. You know, most of the women that I was talking to, they said they were pretty big on communication, you know, not even necessarily talking every day. But, you know, not hiding how you feel or, or if you feel a way about something, say it instead of holding it back or, you know, just being open and honest instead of hiding something and and lying or trying to not tell her something in order to save her feelings. When in reality, you're just making the situation a whole lot worse by not sharing it with her because you don't know how she feels about it, in all honesty, unless you talk to her about it. And, you know, another one I got was reciprocating that same energy. You know, she's always the one hitting you up first and texting you first and, you know, checking to see how you're doing, hitting you up to hang out. But you're not doing that to her, you know what I mean? That's going to be a major deterrent as well. Or, you know what I mean, by reciprocating that energy in person, you're acting like you're really in love with her and, you know, that that's your baby and, you know, just shit like that. But... You get with the homies and then, or you guys get in public and it's, you try to act like she's just been all on you and you're like a cool ass nigga. And you know, you got, you get out in public and you, you just acting like it's something that it wasn't when it's just the two of y'all, you know? I also asked the males, you know, what was their biggest deterrent for females in that same process? Um, I didn't get as many, repli- I didn't get as many replies as I would have expected and so fuck you niggas but i fucks with the people that did reply thank you very much and um you know one that i really agree with was matthio and shout out to you he said that when a woman is constantly comparing the situation that you two are in to her old situation and instead of just enjoying the situation or you know just instead of just enjoying what you guys have she's constantly comparing it to her old relationship or bringing up her old relationship in comparison to your guys's and that would fucking suck like imagine you're treating a girl right and everything and in the back and in her mind all she's thinking is like damn i wish my ex would have been this way for me you know or she and actually brings it up like fuck that would suck um i also got a reply from nick oh nigga shout out to nick because he's the only person that replied from instagram so shout out to nick and um but his response was basically being ignored being left on red for a long ass time oh shit a woman almost fell oh my goodness oh my goodness i'm sorry i was been sentenced i know but her heel caught something and she almost went down oh my god yeah, being left on red and basically just being ignored by someone and then them just replying whenever the fuck they feel like it, I feel like is definitely going to be a big deterrent for either party, you know? And another one I really agreed with was my brother. He said, you know, when a, a girl's just, you know, y'all hang out and she's just on her phone like way too much. And from personal experience, I've definitely had that happen, you know, like taking someone to a place like they've never been before. 
and you know that you think that they're not really going to be on their phone or you know they're really just going to try to embrace and enjoy the experience and it sort of doesn't go that way and they're kind of just on the twitter i said on the twitter (laughs) they're kind of just on instagram and twitter and you know just social media the whole time or like you know taking pictures of it instead of just you know actually enjoying it and embracing it yeah that that's bothered me before so i definitely can see how that would bother other people and um yeah and that's all we have for this week man um Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can uh, tweet me, message me on Instagram or whatever. Um, My shit's I am Gator, you know, with uh, one underscore. Instagram's two, I think, or flip it. Either way, just type in I am Gator. I'll pop up. And yeah, man, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. You guys have a good day, good night, good week, all that good shit. I'll talk to y'all later, man. Peace out.